Walked into the producer's podcast. This concludes the broadcast. Well-known tone in Richie Bell. It's my fault. I was attempting an actual conversation. Yo, what's going on, everyone? This is your man, Well-Known Tone, and you guys are tuned in to episode five of the Producers Pad podcast. We are so, so happy to be back with you guys. We've been away for a few weeks. Um, it is midterm season, and as mi- most of you may know, I am a full-time student, so I've been uh, attending to that, studying up and prepping and uh, getting that knocked out. But um, all of that is behind us. We're done with it. Um, that was a success. I'm so, so happy to have crossed that hurdle. It was very stressful and uh, time-consuming for me. I didn't really have a lot of time to do much of anything so um you know when it comes to the studies i do lock in and focus 100 percent um right out the gate i'm gonna let you guys know i will be flying solo no co-host on this episode um but heavy salute to my man richie ballot yo he's been doing uh some things for me behind the scenes um he's holding his head out here he's working on some things he's already got going on prior obligations and things like that so we're hoping to get him back in the seat co-hosting within the next couple of weeks but um I do have some exciting episodes lined up for you guys for the next couple of weeks. Um, this episode is going to be part of a uh, three-episode series that I'm going to talk to you guys basically about music production placements. Um, that is probably you know one of the biggest um, things I get hit up about via email or messenger on the social media um, or what have you. Whenever I'm talking to cats, you know they always want to get you know, some insight on, you know, how to get placements and things like that. So we're going to touch on that in this episode. And, um, you know, I'll explain to you how we're going to break down the series and everything like that. So you guys can stay tuned and take notes and, um, you know, take these suggestions and run with them and use them as, as, as you wish. You know what I'm saying? But um, other than that, yo, the past couple of weeks have been, like I said, crazy. But I did have some time to check out some new sounds. I picked up that uh, Mike Colombo Golden Keys. Um I don't know if you guys uh, out there have messed around with that. Feel free to hit us up at producerspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about it. Um, like I said, I only played around with it briefly. Didn't really get a chance to like dive dive into it too deep. But, um, you know, it, it does look uh, you know, like it could be something. So if you guys have checked it out and messed with it for an extensive amount of time, let me know how you guys like it. We want to talk about it. Um, also, uh you know, just picking up some extra expansion packs for Native Instruments Machine. Um, just trying to um, build upon my library as far as that goes. Of course, picking up records when I can and things like that. Um, not a whole lot has been going on. I do want to say shout out to the homie Vellis. Um, he is a producer slash rapper slash singer from my hometown, Kingston, New York. And he has been like popping right now. I just seen an interview with him on Hot 97. The homie, uh, you know, he's had had his hands in the production of, um, you know, a, a huge, huge track right now for uh, Kanye West, uh, that all day track or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I love seeing, uh, you know, cats from the neighborhood, you know, gain some success. So heavy salute to Vellis. If you guys haven't checked him out, you know, Google that dude. He's everywhere right now. Seriously. Yo, he's so hot right now. He's bubbling. So uh, check him out. You know what I'm saying? Um. Moving right along, yo, we're going to talk about the $100 cash prize beat battle. We have deliberated, we have gone through all the great submissions, and we want to first off thank you, everyone, all the listeners, everyone that started following us and subscribing to us and rolling with us on this uh, 
podcasting, you know what I'm saying? We really, really do appreciate it. We got a lot of great beat submissions in, and um, they, we want to thank you for your participation. Um, everybody did a wonder, wonderful job, and um, we do have a winner. We're going to be announcing that a little later on in the show. Um, but besides that, guys, like I said, we got some great information on music production placement in this one. Um, I'm going to be flying this ship solo, so bear with me. There is going to be a lot of talk, and I hope I don't bore you to death, but I do want to get this information out to you guys. I, I do believe it's going to be very valuable and useful for a lot of you um, producers out there, whether you're up and coming or already, you know, got your hand in in some things already you know what i'm saying so stay tuned we're gonna spin off to a quick music break and then we're gonna come back and i'm gonna try to you know uh jump into this uh topic and try to hit you guys with as much knowledge as i can so stay tuned i like this one just let it go Z06 vet gripping, feeling almost there. Listening to Bon Jovi, rolling, living on the prayer. Privy to the gossip that's been said about me constant. It's the life and times of Bumpy Johnson meets Nucky Thompson. I used to rap about death, now I'm only concerned to live. I value relationships still, I keep it competitive. Nowadays, chances are that if you see me throw the match, it ain't to lose the fight, it's to walk away from a burning bridge. I'm from a family of alcoholics and coke addicts. Daddy taught me if the ass is so fat, it's a fact that if you with your hoe, no matter, it's still appropriate to scope at it. Living life with no balance, driving drunk on co-pallet, driving till I total it. I'm trying to stay afloat, but I got nobody to throw a rope at it. The game is just a game of splits and politics with no ballot. All kind of clips with more malice than pushing. If you profiling, it probably be more violence than looking. I'm so stylish, but I ain't talking eBay. No high fashion either. If you catch me by the runway, it's the one that's for the PJ. This one is for my lyricist, courtesy of my DJ. I can't control it, can't hold it, it's so nuts. Hustle hard in any hustle that you pick. I respect that. I done had a lot of niggas say they wanna hurt me. So way they just end up in my merch, just courtesy. Killers round the way, ready to move that work for me. Niggas wanna ride my way, bitches wanna surf for me. All I want is courtesy. Who cares about the radio? And you can take the cassette deck from off of your old boombox and it wouldn't matter. It's still squares on your radio. To keep your wealth, I learned to stay to yourself. I call for charge, tell him spray paint a mural and watch. With me spray painting a mural of miracle watch. Shout out to Michael, 5,000 watts. I'm on that lean movement like I'm out here trying to box. Look, nigga, this is a boss thing. Meaning you getting the lace dot to your offspring. I'm a lost being. Try to cross me without falling off. I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not like a drawstring. I'm preaching to the congregation like I'm Peter Popoff. If you can imagine me hopping up out of the cabin like I'm one of the dudes that has it. Like, fuck it. Leave the top off like time for foreplay. That last line that was before you, time like Big Ben sitting in Beyonce doorway. While I'm receiving four seasons, Norwegian top in Norway. Listening to rappers, kick knowledge that they probably got from Torrey. These Michael Eric Dyson niggas claiming they king, not knowing the kind of drama that that bring. I'ma be the first established rapper to hop in that battle rap ring. Turn up the Gatling. My next album gonna be so dark and so fly. I should see the package it wrapped in bat wings. He's so trained, music award actors, rock fakers, wrestling. Dress bottom to top in leather, look. Looking like bacon and Vaseline. How you looking like beef 
jerky beefing in every verse, but never beefing in person. Randy Savage, you wouldn't snap a Slim Jim. You wouldn't rip a rapping on Christmas in Santa's attic with the hands of Eddie Scissors and you average. Put your motherfucking hands up. My job is to move the crowd, move the motherfucking crowd. Alright folks, we are back, we are back, we are live in effect, and I want to dive into this topic, I'm so anxious to drop these jewels on you guys, and uh, you know, like I said, this is a topic that I get hit up all the time about, you know, people always want to know about getting placements in music production, so um, first off, I want to start off by saying I personally have never, ever, ever received a placement for any of my music, nor have I ever tried, and um... I believe that's that brings me to like the number one golden rule. And uh, to me, the main reason I have never pursued a music placement just yet is simply just being honest with myself and knowing if I'm truly ready to put my material out there. Because like you only get one shot at making a good impression. And what I see a lot of new producers with very little knowledge do is they, they jump the gun, you know, just because they made a few hot joints, you know, they may think they're ready. And um you know, that's not always the case. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. You really have to be honest with yourself and, you know, be humble and know where your skill is really at. Because when you're sending music out to A&Rs or you're sending music out to publishers or music supervisors or whatever, you know, you want to be sure that you're making a good impression on these people because you chances are you're not just going to send music to them once. You're probably going to be sending music to them multiple times. And if you get a reputation for sending in whack shit, chances are they're going to stop listening to your shit and you're going to blow all chances of catching any placements. You know what I'm saying? So number one golden rule, you know, I suggest is just be honest with yourself, you know, and one of the things you could do is seek valuable feedback. You know what I mean? Seek valuable feedback. Talk to producers who have a lot of experience, you know, get opinions from them. Somebody's opinion that you value, you know what I mean? Um, it, it goes a lot farther than just posting your music on, on social media and having your homies tell you your shit's dope. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten, they're only listening to your shit so that you can turn around and listen to their shit. You know what I'm saying? So that makes for an ungenuine, you know, opinion right there. So, you know... You, it just depends on really who you fucking with. You know what I'm saying? If if it's a person that you truly believe that is giving you some honest criticism, then, you know, take it and run with it. You know, there's a whole bunch of ways to get, you know, feedback, honest and genuine feedback from your music. You know, one of the things I like to do is, you know, of course, I work with artists and, um, you know, I work with some artists that do shows. So, like, if they're using some of my material and they're rocking shows with it and whatever, you know, I, I show up at these shows and I see what the crowd's doing, you know what I'm saying? I see the reaction on them and, you know, that right there is, is some feedback that, you know, you can use to generate, you know, to kind of see where you're at with your skill, you know what I'm saying? If you're moving the crowd, if the crowd is feeling you, these people don't know who you are, so they have no reason to just, you know, be biased. So that's honest and genuine feedback right there. You know, playing your stuff for strangers you know um there's been times like on a nice day i'll be in the car or whatever and i'll be bumping some of my beats or whatever and i'll like show up at the park or whatever or you know i'll stop and there's like a crowd of people and i'll have the music up and like 
you know, I pay attention to how people react to the music playing. You know what I'm saying? These people could be strangers. These people could be my friends. But it, it's just spur of the moment. I just roll up the music's playing. And, you know, how they react, that says a lot to me. That lets me know that, okay, they're feeling the music. Or they could not be feeling the music. They could be like, yo, what the fuck is that shit? You know what I'm saying? Turn that shit off. Or, you know, sometimes they'll be like, yo, that shit is dope. What, who is that? You know, whatever the case may be. So that's another way to get some genuine feedback. But also, you know, just... just Value the genuine feedback. Pay attention to the genuine feedback. Seek it and really know your skill level before you really try to put anything out there because you don't want to ruin your chances of the A&Rs or music publishers or music supervisors not even playing your stuff. So keep that in mind. Be honest with what your what your uh, skill set is at. That's number one golden rule right there. Um, Another thing, you know, producers... You know, especially like in, in the genre that I fuck with, which is hip hop, you know, a lot of these guys think that, you know, getting a placement is just simply getting music placed with an artist, you know, and that's not always the case. You know, there are so many different avenues to get music placements in. Um, there's TV, there's film, there's commercials, there's games, there's any anything, everything today is using music, you know, everything is food. So seek out different avenues. One of the biggest things one of my mentors told me was always have, you know, multiple lines of income when it comes to doing this music, you know what I mean? Because you could get a placement with an artist, okay, because you you had a hot joint or whatever, but that one placement is not going to feed you for the rest of your life. It it doesn't work that way. People think that, you know, getting a placement is like hitting a lotto. That's just step 1. You know what I mean? Because now you got to keep yourself relevant. Now you got to keep your music out there. Now you got to keep bringing in the income if that's what you're doing it for. You know what I mean? You you, you might not be popping in the hip hop industry with getting your music played and uh, used by artists. You know what I mean? You might have to take it to TV. You might have to, you know, talk to some music supervisors that are making movies and get some music out to them, you know, just to keep some money coming in. You know, so oh, think about that, you know what I mean? And we're going to talk a little bit more about um some of that, you know. One of the things I do as practice, because, you know, like I said, I'm not submitting anything to, uh, you know, the industry just yet. You know, I'm kind of just doing like a little groundwork and kind of just, you know, I do things like within my community to get like little small time placements. Um, of course, with artists on projects, um. That's, you know, like local artists and things like that. I do that. I also um, network in my uh, community and things like that. And, you know, some of the things I do to build my portfolio, uh, you know, I, I take some of my CDs, my beat CDs to the barbershop, my, my local barbershop. And um, I put them in his, in his shop in exchange for passing out his business cards. It's small, but this is effective. This gets my name bubbling around town. You know, it worked out well for him because now he has some fresh new music that people can uh, that he can play for his people. You know, people may inquire about it. Not only that, the music doesn't contain it's just beats. So the music doesn't contain explicit lyrics so he can play it all day long and not have to worry about turning it down when certain customers come in. You know, like if somebody's grandmother comes in with their little grandson to get a haircut, he ain't got to worry about turning it down. He can, you know, play the music and keep it pushing and whatever other customers are in there can still sit and listen and enjoy it. Um, you know, 
people come into the barbershop, you know, and, and that's where gossip is, is, is going on. And, you know, the music playing in the background could, you know, contribute to the conversation and what's, whatever's going on inside the barbershop. You know, uh, also I'm in school, so I link up with other students who may be working on projects and, um, what I'm going, I'm going to school for uh, software development. So I work with a lot of people who are like, uh, designing games and things like that. So, uh, you know, I, I work with them and do some project planning and contribute music to them, you know, not, not even knowing like how big, whatever project they're working on could turn out to be, but I just contribute music because, you know, it could turn into something and, you know, we're in school. So, you know, we're a little tight on funds. So, you know, it's free music for them and, you know, it could possibly turn into something for me. And, um, you know, a lot of times they think it's a great idea because while they're designing the game, the last thing to think about is music. So it works out pretty well. Um, you know, I also, you know, I'm looking to show my range and try new things. So I linked up with like some, uh, like local fashion designers who are doing like local fashion shows and things like that. They need music. So I contribute music to them as well. Um, you know, I, I gave some of my music to one lady who was doing a fashion show and, uh, you know, she really liked what I did. It really, you know, went with the show very well. And, and she actually referred me to another one of her girlfriends who does fashion shows. So I was able to, you know, link up a network and book another show and, you know, get some music and do, you know, pretty much supervise the whole music project that they had going on behind their show. So I was able to do that. So I did two fashion shows. That's local placements that I've done. Um, and this is all building up my portfolio. And then from that second friend, she told one of her friends who had just opened up a spa. And so she, you know, she liked my beats. She played her beats and everything like that, or played my beats. And um, she really liked them. So she ended up hitting me up and, you know, she got to talking to me about like one of her cousins was a rapper and things like that. And, you know, that's where the conversation started. But then I, being the creative dude that I am, you know, I, I took her opening a spa as an opportunity. I said, hey, look, you got this spa. Maybe I can create like a eight track CD that you can play in your spa. Some mood music, you know, while you're, you know, while you got these people in your spa, I can make some like soundscape moody type instrumental CD that you could play and possibly sell to your customers, you know, and, um, you know, in, in exchange for like some free monthly massages in her spa. You know what I mean? I work in a factory. My body is sore. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, that worked out well. So that's another way I built my portfolio. You know what I mean? Um, you just have to be creative when it comes to doing that. You know, these small things that you do within your community will help you build your portfolio for when you do try to attack the industry. So those are just like some quick suggestions that I do locally to help me kind of like get in the mind state of, you know, working on projects, different projects other than, you know, working with other rappers or singers and things like that, you know, actually producing and coordinating and setting up musical arrangements for different events and things like that. You know, that really, really looks good on your portfolio when, you know, you're trying to, you know, step into the industry because they see that you're organized, you're driven, you know, you're, you're good to work with people and things like that. You know, they look for that, you know, People look for other things other than your music. They want to know how you work. They want to know about your work ethic. So these little things will help your portfolio out. So just keep that in mind. Um, 
and it opens up a lot of doors for you. So uh, another thing I want to talk about is uh, knowing what kind of placement you are seeking. You know, study the industry that you're looking for. You know, for instance, you know, if you're looking for like placements in TV, it, there's tons of opportunity there. Tons of opportunity. Cable TV now has more channels than ever. And that means more opportunity for TV placements. You know, when seeking a placement on TV, be mindful of what has been successful in the past. Research the network. Um, uppity pop sounding tunes may not work well on like the crime scene investigation channel. You know what I mean? But everything is open. If you turn to any channel on your TV, 99.9% of the time, there's music either on one of the shows, the running episodes or series that's on that network, you know, whether it be Animal Planet or True TV or E, whatever, you know what I'm saying? If you watch any episodes or even commercials or, you know, just advertisements, there's music. So there is opportunity, you know what I mean? So study, you know, like if, if you make pop music, Study what networks generally use pop music to create a mood or, you know, place it in different TV shows. If you produce hip hop, seek out, you know, hip hop shows. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to say it, but love and hip hop. Boom. You know, just a, a generic example, but something like that. Of course, they're looking for hip hop music to place in, in the show. You know what I mean? Desperate Wives, you know, Desperate Housewives of Orange County or whatever, you know what I mean? They they have, like, dramedy-type tunes they play, you know? So if you're into, like, orchestral, quirky-type tunes, that might be a show that you might want to seek and send music to, you know? Get a hold of that publisher or music supervisor and send your music out to them, you know? So, like I said, there are many, many different avenues. And, um, you know, in, in uh, the next episode... I'm going to talk about how to get this music in the hands of publishers and who is accepting and what different, you know, services you can use to get your music out to, uh, you know, these networks and people who people who actually forward music to these networks who have listings of openings of different music that people are looking for. Um, with that being said, you know, you really have to build a catalog. You know what I mean? When when you're. um seeking any kind of placement, you know, you can't just send five, six beats, you know what I mean? They want to, sh they want to see your range, you know, they want to see what you're really made of. They want to know that, you know, you have a quantity of quality work, you know what I mean? Because you have to show that. Um, one of the main reasons is because when when you're working in a studio with an artist, you have to be able to create on the spot and capture that vibe of what's going on in the studio. You might be sitting there playing like, you know, like some beats or whatever for an artist, but then, you know, something else might start bubbling in, during that session. A whole nother vibe might be start starting to pop up. And, you know, you got to be able to capture that musically. You know, you got to be able to get on your guitar or your beat machine or whatever, you know, you're using and come up with something on the fly that that person might like right then and there, because you could play them a whole, 
CD of like 30 beats and they might not, you know, really be vibing with none of that. But that thing that you create right there on the spot, that might be it. You know what I mean? So by showing that you have a quantity of work shows that, you know, you're able to crank these these tunes out quickly. So, you know, you may have the, the capabilities of creating something right on the spot. You know, that that's what that shows. So you want to definitely, definitely get your catalog up and be sure that you have, you know, uh, an abundant amount of music for these people to sift through so that they can see your work ethic. Because like I said, it's not just about the music. It's about your work ethic. Um, uh, what was it else I wanted to talk about? Um, here it is. I got some notes here. I'm trying to go over, um, you know, just basically... Um, you know, keep all your avenues open for different streams of income. You know, I already covered this before, but that's probably the most important. You know, a lot of music producers don't realize that there are so many different ways to to make, you know, money and get placements with your music. And, you know, keeping your ears and eyes open for these different opportunities is key. You know what I mean? Um, the TV placements, the film placements, um, you have commercials, you have, you can do events and things like that. Um, yeah. So like when you're, um, seeking out like TV placements, you want to pay attention, like I said, to the network, um, pick instruments that may sound good on that channel. Not only that, but pay attention to your mix. Is that channel you're trying to get placed on? Um, is that a channel someone would normally listen to with the volume up high? Or is this a channel that's kind of calm and mellow and does not need, a loudly huge mixed track of course melody um choice is essential as well as song structure your whole track will not be played in its entirety if it's featured on television a uh one bar intro to bring you in straight into the verse leaving room for advertisers you know to convey their message over if this is something for like a commercial or something then you know like a hook you know to match and capture the mood of you know whatever scene your your music's being placed in um you know, you, you you must remember it's TV, you know, people are there to watch, not hear your music. This is not something that's going to like blow your name up. This is something that's going to get you paid, you know, so you're just adding a small dynamic to the television viewing experience. So, um, um, I, yeah, I want to talk about, let, let's take the song Happy by Pharrell and uh, being the music genius that he is, I'm sure when he made that song, he was thinking much further than the iPod. He was not like, yo, this is going to be something that, you know, me and my homies are going to bump. Nah, I'm sure he had a much bigger plan for this. And by this, I mean, he was, you know, thinking of where this song would sound well at, you know, so when you're in the studio and you're working with artists and, you know, you're really trying to, you know, get your music out there, think about where this music could be used at, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. Could it be something that a movie director could use in one of his scenes? Um, can Target use this for their springtime commercials? You know, that's something producers tend to look over. They tend to just make music for music listeners, you know, instead of making music that can capture a feeling, you know, music that can be actually placed. So uh, ask yourself, are you making music that can be placed? You're seeking placement. Can you make music that can be placed? You know, with music sales being down, you have to be creative in selling or licensing licensing your music. So when you are in a studio producing your next track, 
think further than you know the iPod. Where else do you see this song being played? What companies may be interested in this type of track? These are all things you want to think about, you know, and this discussion is just to lay down the foundation and kind of, you know, turn the wheels in your mind when thinking about music placement, you know, think further than just getting, you know, a beat placement with an artist, you know, think about TV, think about film, think about games and commercials and events, think about these things, you know, when you're seeking a placement. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to let you guys marinate on that. And like I said, this is just, you know, some knowledge that has been passed down to me. I feel that this is some great knowledge. I feel that, you know, this is a great starting point when you're thinking about music placements. And like I said, this is going to be a three-episode series. I'm going to have so much more information in the next episode. You know, I kind of just want to get your wheels turning, give you something to think about for the week. And in the next episode, like I said, we're going to talk about you know, where you can send music, um, you know, the proper way to license it. Um, we're going to talk about BMI. We're going to talk about ASCAP. We're going to talk about all that, you know, we're going to talk about the PROs, the people that, you know, keep track of the times and, and places and when your music is being played so that you can collect royalties. We're going to talk about, you know, sync fees and, or, you know, how you get paid from placements and things like that. So we're going to have a lot of information, you know, I think the next episode you might want to bring a pencil or pen and a piece of paper and, and, and jot down some things because I'm going to, I'm going to definitely point you guys in the right direction. I've been doing a lot of research as far as that goes. So just so that I can get some valuable information to you guys and you guys can get off and going on that. Um, let me quit rambling. Let me spin off to another music break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this $100 cash prize beat battle and who the winner of that is so stay tuned
Alright, yes, 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 y'all. Um, the moment y'all been waiting for. We're gonna talk about this hundred dollar cash prize beat battle. Producers Pad Podcast wants to thank everyone who participated. It was a lot of great submissions, a lot of great work. Everybody did a wonderful, wonderful job. Um, it was very hard, very hard. Um, the way it was done is, you know, I, I went through them all. There was like forty something beats, so um, like I said. A few of you guys got disqualified, I'm sorry to say, but, you know, the rules were written down in the application and, you know, some just, some people just sent the beat, you know what I mean? But, you know, there were certain stipulations that had to be followed in order to be eligible for this contest. And if you did not, um, you know, honor up to those obligations and to be eligible for this contest, I'm sorry, but we had to um, remove you from the eligibility list, to say the least. So there was actually like 60 something beats. So, but like 20 dudes got disqualified. Um, but moving on, you know, like I said, we want to thank you guys. We want to thank everybody who followed and subscribed and supported us and everyone who's been tuning into the show, everyone who's been hitting us up with questions and emailing us. Um, we, we really, really um, value your support and we really do appreciate it so much, so much. Um, the way we did it, you know, I went through all the beats. I narrowed it down to about 10 of them. Um, and I sat down with a few other cats, played these 10 beats. We talked about them. We uh, critiqued them. We uh, then narrowed that down to three. Then me and the same group of cats talked about, critiqued, and we came down to one final decision. It was tough. But the winner of the $100 cash prize beat battle Presented to you by the Producer Pad Podcast. Goes to the homie, Triple X. Triple X, congratulations on winning the $100 cash prize online beat battle presented by the Producer Pad Podcast. We will be getting a hold of you on how we can get this uh, money dispersed to you via PayPal. So be on the lookout for... um, an email or a Facebook message or something. We will be reaching out to you to get this loot to you. Congratulations, my dude. The beat was fire. And we're going to go ahead and play that joint right now. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Producers Pad Podcast. We salute you. If you guys have any questions, hit us up. Producers Pad or Producers Podcast. I always get that email wrong. Producers Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Producers Pad Podcast. Hit us up there. Like the page. Also, guys, you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, the Producers Pad Podcast there. Also, we are on iTunes. So if you got an Apple or if you rock with the iTunes store, we are there, the Producers Pad Podcast. Hit us up. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Salute.